Father, we don't take you for granted for a moment. Father, we want you to know we are so grateful for you and your presence here and your presence in our lives. And Father, right now, we just lay aside distractions. We lay aside the cares of life, the busyness of life, the things on our to-do list for this afternoon. God, we just lay it all aside right now. And Father, we fix our gaze and our focus on you. And Father, I am asking you, that you will speak to each and every woman in this room today by your spirit. God, you know each one intimately. You know what each one needs to hear from you today. And, Father, I pray that you will speak personally to each woman here. Father, we open our hearts wide to you. We say, have your way in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, here on Tuesdays, we are embarking on the She Adventure. If you haven't grabbed a hold of what that means yet, we are learning about the wise woman from the book of Proverbs and what she does to build her life, her home, and her future. And the first week, we had an introduction into this season. And then last week, we really spent time talking about our value because that is so foundational to being able to build wisdom into our lives. Because if we don't recognize our value, we won't see the point and we won't do what's necessary to build wisdom into our lives as the woman we see in Proverbs as she does that. And so it's really critical that we are women who recognize our value. And we focused on that last week. And this week, we're going to finish up with that. This is kind of a part two. And our title last week was she recognizes her worth is indescribable. So we're just continuing in that vein today. All right. And last week, we looked at verse 10 of Proverbs 31 the virtuous woman. And for those of you that weren't here, if your uh, translation says the virtuous wife, we talked about the fact that in the original writing, that word wife literally means woman. So if you're here and you're not married, you're not excluded from this. This is talking to every woman, every age, every walk of life, every woman. And we took a look last week to see what virtuous really means. Because sometimes we can hear that word and think, oh, that's some uh, real meek, quiet woman over in the corner praying quietly. That is not at all what virtuous means in the original writing. And I just want to read that definition to you once again today. Virtuous literally means a force of people wealth and resources, a source of strength or ability within oneself, inner resources, something ready for use and available as needed to be resourceful. It means an army. It means virtue, general moral excellence, goodness of character. It means to be effective and powerful, especially healing power as of a medicine. It means to do what has to be done as if one really wanted to. It means valor, great courage and bravery, Strength, able and active, a band of soldiers, a great company, a host, might, power, substance, valiant, warlike, and worthy. That is quite a definition, and that is who God created every single one of you to be. Not just quiet off in the background, but he created us to be part of something so much bigger than ourselves, to be part of a force on this earth of women who rise up and recognize our value, women who have built wisdom into our lives and can pull that wisdom out to share with others as at any given moment, whenever it's needed.
planted, that we're full of the resources of God and letting them flood out of us. And wherever we go, we bring healing to people. Our words, our life is like a medicine to people that we're around. How awesome is that? That is who God has created every single one of us to be. And it says that she is worthy. She recognizes her worth. And it is so critical that as women of God, that we recognize our worth, that we don't struggle with that issue any longer, but we settle it once and for all. And we know that because of Jesus, we are made worthy. We are indescribably valuable because of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. It's nothing that we can do or ever earn on our own. It's only because of Jesus. Amen? All right. Well, when we recognize our indescribable value, it impacts everything in our world. Do you realize that? It impacts everything. And today, I just want us to look at four key areas that are radically impacted in our lives when we recognize our value, okay? And ladies, I just encourage you, if, you, if you're a, a note taker, take notes, bring a notebook, because every week these messages are just building on the, the one previously, and we're just going through this whole series together. So Grab a notebook and start taking notes and just watch what God will do in your lives. All right, the first area, when we recognize our value, it impacts our view of God. Because we will be in awe of God. Do you remember last week we read some verses from uh, Psalm 139 and David's prayer? And David, King David, he's talking to God and he's realizing what a magnificent creation he is. And he's talking to God and he says, what a marvelous creation. I worship in adoration. What a creation you have made. Referring to himself, he recognized his value and it caused him to worship God and, and express his adoration to God. When we recognize our value, it will cause us to be in awe of God. It will cause us to worship God. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And again, most of these verses I'll be reading are from the Amplified Bible. In Proverbs 1, verse 7, it says, The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning and the principal and choice part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, instruction, and discipline. The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not talking about fear of God like trembling, oh, I'm afraid of God. No, it's talking about awe and reverence towards God, worshiping God for how awesome he is, how magnificent he is. It's saying that is the beginning of wisdom. So if we can recognize how valuable we are, that positions us to be in awe of God and to worship God. And that right there is the starting point for wisdom in our lives. But then look over in Proverbs chapter 2. And starting in verse 1, it says, My son, 
If you will receive my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom and inclining and directing your hearts and mind to understanding, applying all your powers to the quest for it. Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasures, it's talking about a life that is pursuing wisdom, that's going after it, that's on this quest for wisdom. And it says in verse 5, Then you will understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of our omniscient God. So first it's telling us that that awe of God, that worship of God, is the starting point of wisdom. But then here it's telling us if we go after wisdom, we pursue wisdom, we live on this quest for wisdom, then we'll understand this awe of God. You see, it's a cycle that happens. First of all, when we recognize our value, it positions us in a place of awe and worship towards God. And that is the starting point that we can build wisdom into our lives and recognize His wisdom. But then as we go after it, as we pursue wisdom and are on that quest for wisdom, then we see more and more and we begin to be more and more in awe of God. We begin to recognize even more fully how magnificent he is and worship him more fully. It is a cycle that takes place and it causes us to want to worship him. It causes us to want to involve him in every area of our lives because we recognize how awesome he is. We recognize he created us for a plan and a purpose and he's got it all figured out so we may as well be talking to him about it anyways rather than trying to do it on our own it causes us to want to talk to him about everything it causes us to recognize his greatness everywhere around us sometimes we can go through life just focusing on negative things or things that don't even matter but when we recognize our value it positions us in a place where we recognize god's greatness everywhere around us and it causes us to want to spend more time with them it causes us to want to worship him more on our own not just when we come to church but on our own to spend time worshiping it causes us to desire more of him it causes us to desire more of his word and dig into his word there is a cycle that happens there when we recognize our value it causes us to recognize his value because you see when we don't really recognize our value we don't recognize his value. If we don't recognize the value of the creation, how can we ever recognize the value of the creator? If we think that he didn't do a very good job on us, we're devaluing him. Do you realize that? If we devalue ourselves, we're devaluing our creator. We're devaluing God. But we've got to be women that are good at recognizing our value because when we recognize our value, it causes us to recognize God's value. Amen? All right, the second area. When we recognize our value, it impacts our view of others. We will automatically see others' worth. All throughout the book of Proverbs, it talks about being a good friend. It talks about helping others, reaching out to others. Flip over to Proverbs 31. In Proverbs 31 and verse 8, it says, Open your mouth for the dumb, those unable to speak for themselves. 
for the rights of all who are left desolate and defenseless. In verse 20, it says, she opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. In verse 31, I mean, verse 12 of chapter 31, it says she comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. It's referring from the verse previous, prior to that, about her husband. But we already said the word wife in this chapter literally means to all women. So I believe that we should be the woman who continually comforts and encourages and does good to all those we come in contact with as long as there is life within us. And see, we won't be able to do this. We won't reach out to others. We won't encourage others. We won't be a blessing in others' lives if we don't see the value in their life. Recognizing our value causes us to recognize their value. And sometimes people can say, oh, no, I can recognize other people's value far greater than I can recognize my value. But it's really not true. When we, we can think we're recognizing their value and we can recognize it to a degree. But once we recognize truly our value how incredibly valuable we are because of god alone not because of anything we've ever done but jesus died and paid the highest price imaginable for us and when we get a handle on that when we recognize what he has done for us then we recognize that he's done that for them. And it causes us to see them in a different light. It causes us not to look at what's on the surface, not to look at that first impression of what's on the surface, what struck us immediately when we saw that person, but it causes us to look deeper and see them as incredibly valuable to God, that he loves them, he adores them, Jesus died for them, and he wants to love them through us. It causes us to see people differently. We need to be women who will walk in the security of our God-given value. And when we do, it will radically impact others around us. We need to be women who see them, who really see the people around us. Because sometimes it's easy to get in our tunnel vision, to get in our hurry, and just be going about our day and all the busyness and all the things we have to do and not see the people around them. But if we stop and we see people and we look them in the eye, that place is value. If we look beyond what's on the surface and look at the inside and look at how God sees them, that places value on them. Ladies, we've got to get good at seeing people, valuing them. For so many years when I was young, I was so shy and I never wanted to look at anyone in the face. I literally would walk like this with my head down because I didn't want to look at anyone. I didn't want to say hi to anyone because I honestly thought, why would they want me to say hi to them? They wouldn't want to hear anything from me. I'm a nobody. They would think I'm a weirdo if I said hi to them. And so uh, how crazy is that? But that's what I thought. And I would keep my head down and I would go about my business, never looking at anybody, passing someone by and never smiling, never saying hi. But God really grabbed my heart one day and he spoke to me so clearly. And he said, shyness is selfishness. And I said, what? Where did that come from? No, 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 no. And I argued with God. And he said it again. Shyness is selfishness. And I had it all figured out. I said, no, God. Arrogance is selfishness. Shyness is the opposite of arrogance. So surely it's like pure and holy or something. It's a really good thing to be shy. I just know it is, God. He said, no. He said, where are your eyes when you're shy? And I had to stop and think about it. Right here. 
I had to say right here on myself, wondering, what are people going to think about me? What are gonna, people going to think if I greet them or say something or whatever, all the thoughts that go through your mind. And he really grabbed my attention and said, shyness is selfishness. And from that day forward, he helped me to lift up my head. And I started saying hi to people. And to my amazement, they were happy. And they smiled and they said hi back. I thought, wow, they don't really think I'm a weirdo. After all, this works. Okay, God, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll trust you. And And he helps us. He shows us things because he loves us. But, you know, when we walk around in insecurity, and the insecurity can come out in so many different ways, whether it's shyness in some people, maybe other people it's overcompensating. And it can come out in so many different ways. But when we walk in insecurity, we are not allowing ourselves to recognize our God-given value because we're always trying to find it in other things. If we're not fully grasping our God-given value, we will always be trying to find our value in other things. Maybe it's our appearances. Well, if I just can look like this, what society says I should look like, then I'll be valuable. Then I'll be accepted to people. Maybe we think it's in our accomplishments. Well, if I can just accomplish this or that, then people will think I'm a valuable, vital human being. Maybe we think it's in our possessions. Well, if I can just have this or have this brand name this or this design or that, people will think I'm really somebody. Maybe we think it's in who we know and we want to tell people, oh, we know this person and that person, thinking that that's going to bring some kind of value to our life. That's just fleshly value. That's nothing in God's eyes. He says we are valuable and we need to base our value on what he says about us, not on anything else. None of that other stuff has anything to do with our value. And you know what? Whatever we base our value on is what we will use to base others' value on. So if we're trying to base our value on material things or on appearance or things like that, then we're going to check other people out and base their value on that. And, you know, then if we think that they might look a little better than we do or have a little more than we do, then, of course, we put them down so that we feel better. How is God in that? That is not God value. That is fleshly, soulish, yuck. (laughs) How's that for plain? (laughs) In the eyes of God. He says we're valuable. Jesus paid the highest price for us. And if we recognize that and base our value in that, then we will base others' value in that as well. All right? Still love me? Okay. If we recognize our value, the third thing it will impact is it will impact our view of ourselves. Now, you might say, well, of course, that's a little redundant. That's a little obvious. If we recognize our value, of course, it's going to impact our view of ourselves. But, you know, sometimes we can think that if we recognize our value and realize that we're important, then we can think that that means that all the the focus should shift onto us because we're important, we're valuable. But that's not what it means at all. When we truly recognize our value, the focus shifts off of us and onto God and his cause, which is people. And we realize that life is not all about me. Why don't you say that this morning? It's not all about me. 
That was really weak. <laughs> I think you should say it again. Thank you. All right. I think every day, sometimes multiple times throughout the day, we need a reminder of that because there are days that we would really love for it to be all about us, wouldn't we? (laughs) But it's not. And when we recognize our value, we don't even want it to be anymore. You know, in Proverbs 19, you can flip there if you want to, in verse 21, it says, Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. You know, we can have all our plans. Well, I want it like this. Well, I want this. I want this. And this should happen for me. And we can have all of our plans that are all about us, but it's the Lord's purpose for us that will stand. So why even waste our time trying to figure out how we want it all and focusing on ourselves and recognize it's God's purpose that will stand and we're here for him. It's all about him anyways. Our value is based in him. It's because of Jesus that we are valuable, that he died for us, shed his blood for us. It's all about him. Our lives exist because of him. We live on this earth at this time in history because he put us here now and he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. So we may as well just get on board with that and let go of trying to make it all about us. It's really easy to do in so many different things. You know, even in church life, we can come in, well, I want church to be like this. And I want Bible study to be like that. And why did they do this? And why isn't it like this? We can even get caught up in those littlest things, even in church life. So we've got to remember that it's not about us. It's all about others. The cause of Christ is people reaching others, and everything we do is about reaching others. So since we're here on this Tuesday morning, let's use the Tuesday morning chick connection as an example. We want to reach women. We want to reach women from every background, from every walk of life, women who've never stepped foot in a church door before, women who have never experienced how wonderful a relationship with Jesus is. We want to reach all kinds of women. And so we go to great lengths to make it special in here that women would walk in and they would know that there is time and effort put into this to make them feel special because they are so valuable. I got to tell you, it thrilled my heart so much yesterday morning the decor team was here decorating making this place beautiful for you ladies today and they were having a blast they were having so much fun they were laughing i was actually in their way i think they booted me out at one point but (laughs) they were having a great time and they were doing it for all of you to make you feel special and it just thrilled my heart God wants to use every single one of you. When he brings you here on a Tuesday morning, he wants to use you. Ministry is not just what happens up here. Ministry happens at your tables. Ministry happens over where the goodies are. Ministry happens in the pamper lounge. He wants to flood his love and his nature and his goodness through you. Every one of you have walked through some things that there may be other women in this room today walking through those things. And you've got wisdom that you can share with them. You can encourage them. You can love on them. I love it when I see the ladies back there in the pamper lounge, just giving of their time to rub someone's shoulders. How simple is that? Well, it does take strong hands, but (laughs) 
We can be just like that door if we're women that just stay within our little comfort zone. That just kind of move on our hinge right within this little box because this is what I'm comfortable with. This is where I'm at ease and I know I can do this. But the wise woman is one who is radically ready and excited about stepping out of her comfort zone knowing okay god i don't know what we're doing today i don't know where we're going but i'm gonna let you flood through me willing to step out of our comfort zones willing to open our mouth for me it was out of my comfort zone to lift my head to smile to to say hello to talk to people but god did a miracle as i was willing to do that and god wants to do miracles in all of our lives he does it in us and he floods through us onto others We need to be women that recognize our value because it will greatly impact how we live. And fourthly, we need to be women who recognize our value because it will impact our view of life's circumstances. Because we will recognize that those circumstances have nothing to do with our worth. They do not define or determine our value. Proverbs 28, 14. It says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is the man who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord at all times, regardless of circumstances. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. When we have that reverent awe of God... Remember, we have that when we recognize our value, our worth. And so let's take that and apply that to this verse. And if we do that, we could actually say it like this. Blessed is the woman who recognizes her indescribable worth at all times, regardless of circumstances. But then it goes on and it talks about the one who hardens his heart. Sometimes we harden our heart to the reality of our value to recognizing how truly valuable we are. And instead, we put our focus on circumstances which will cause us to fall into calamity. None of us want that. We need to get good at recognizing our value and realizing that circumstances, situations, successes, failures, challenges, none of it defines or determines our value. It's not determined by anything but God alone. And no matter what we face, no matter what we've done, no matter how we've blown it, we can get right back up with the confidence that we are valuable to God, valuable to the King of Kings, and that He has a plan for our lives. And so when adversity comes, we should be women who recognize it right away at the onset and just stand up and say, no way, devil, no way. I am not going to be frustrated over this. I am not going to be discouraged by this. I am not going to be down by this because any of that will just prevent God from flooding through me like he wants to. It will prevent him from being seen through my life. We need to be women that recognize that and allow him to do what he wants to do through us. I want to share just one last thing with you. One very significant aha moment in my life. The shyness thing was a huge one, but this is another one that God really showed me one day that life is so simple and that 
We make it so complicated sometimes. But he said, life is so simple. Everything boils down to two things. Everything in life can boil down to two things. One thing over here, recognizing our value and allowing God to flood through us or refusing to recognize that and putting up a wall that God cannot flood through. So think about it for a moment. When you're going through life and somebody does something that wasn't so kind, wasn't so friendly, maybe was quite rude, you have an opportunity right here before you. What are you going to do? Are you going to come over here? Oh, I can't believe they did that. I am so offended. What in the world? Don't they know? They can't do that to me. Uh-uh, no way. And get a total attitude. What does that attitude do? Puts up that wall. Is God flooding through our life at that moment? I don't think so. Or we can come over here and say, life is not about me, God. I'm going to let that slide right off my back. It's not about me. It doesn't matter. And choose to see what might be going on in that person's life underneath the surface and let God's love flood through us onto them. With everything that comes our way, it is that simple. Maybe our life is really full and we've got all this stuff piling on top of us and here comes one thing and it's kind of the last straw. Are we going to run over here? Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I can't take it. I can't handle life. Oh my gosh, all the balls are dropping. All the plates are falling. God, what do I do? Ah! Has anyone ever done that? (laughs) Is that letting God flood through us? No. But we can. We have the option. We have the choice to come over here, say, Father, this is a bit much for me right now. I need your help. And you said you've given us the Holy Spirit as our helper. So, God, I'm asking for help. I need you. And rely on him. And then others can see, even in the midst of crazy busyness, they'll see God flooding through us in everything that comes our way. It boils down to these two simple things, and we have a choice. Maybe someone comes at us that, that um, just really rubs us the wrong way. And it just really kind of aggravates or irritates us. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to get an attitude? Are we going to slap a label on them? Well, they're just such and such and goodness gracious, I can't believe they did that. Or are we going to come over here and say, God, how can I love this person? Everything that we encounter boils down to these two choices. Life is so simple and I want to live over here. Being a woman that's secure in my value in God, recognizing that life's not about me, letting his love flood through me always so that others can see him because that's what he put us on this earth here for, right? We talked about it last week. We're made in his image so that he can reveal himself to the world through us. When we recognize our value, it impacts every area of our lives. It impacts all of our relationships, all of our circumstances and situations. So we've got to be women who are good at recognizing our incredible value. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father. God, we just come before you. And God, we're so grateful. We're so grateful 
for what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. We're so grateful that you call us valuable. Our value is not based on anything else but you and you alone. And Father, I pray that you would help us to be women who choose you in every situation, who choose to allow you to flood through us, who choose to be these valuable, vital women on the earth, revealing you to everyone we come in contact with. God, move through our lives to a greater degree than we've ever seen before. Father, may we truly be women who join forces as that army, that force on the earth, bringing glory and honor to you in all that we do, God, in Jesus' name. And everyone said...